0: savage 3d printed iron man suit
1: yes that thing it's
0: made out of titanium it's fantastic 3d printed titanium
1: yeah it's ridiculous
0: and the dude the dude um i can't remember the anti-gravity enterprise or something anyway they that that flies with jetpacks he's got four jet engines on his arm oh yeah i've seen that Uh uh-huh and so he put on the iron man costume and flew around for a little bit with these things on yes and and i think if i understood this correctly they got the specs from marvel so that it's printed out just like what they used to build the the suit the guy that was an expert at flying because adam savage tried to fly for a little bit it was a lot more complicated than it seems but uh the dude that was the expert flew around like he was now it was, it looked different because he had these big jet engines on his arms, but still the whole thing was three D printed.
1: Yep. I just, welcome to the future.
0: It blew my mind. Some (laughs) of it was poly like polyethylene or something, but some of it was, was 3d printed titanium.
1: Mm, uh, It makes me want to buy a 3d printer and just start making stuff. (laughs) That would be a big, well, you can get started for about 300 bucks. Uh-oh. Sorry. I was just thinking, I've mentioned this
0: before. 3D printed houses. Oh my goodness.
1: So what he's showing us is a YouTube video. It's called The Biggest 3D Printed Building. And it's just, uh, it's pictures of a building that, is, that has been 3D, 3D printed. That's ridiculous. 3D printing concrete. That's crazy. Now I've seen the houses that are like built like almost Legos. Have oh, you seen really? those? Huh. They're like they're these yeah. blocks that are built that you can just assemble your house almost like Legos. Like you're stacking. It's like Lincoln Logs on But you. it's you can build a house without having any sort of contracting experience. You just build it like with Legos. I saw a house
0: them. built out of tires. Yeah, that was then. Uh, it was out west somewhere, and it was it was one of these eco friendly houses where they're using recycled materials. But they built the basic structure out of tires and then filled it with clay, oh, and wow. so it was a combination of adobe and tires. And they said it was a really good insulator.
1: Well, on that the show called Alone, I saw them insulate their houses with moss. Yes,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's an old. I just trick. watched that episode <laughs> this morning. Old school trick there.
1: Yeah, it's a bunch of sticks and some moss. Yeah. That's <laughs> right.
0: Until your, your house uh, goes up in flames. <laughs> because the Yeah. Your fire is inside the house. Yeah, fascinating show. If you ever Alone. Need something to do. You know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, cool stuff.
1: Well, hello everybody, and welcome to Northside Now. <laughs> this is the podcast where your three lovable hosts take you on a tour through all of the ministries and the latest happenings around Northside Church to keep you better connected with your church family. I'm your host Patrick, and with me, uh, as always, are my two fabulous co-hosts, Glenn Miller and Kevin Bryant. Hello, hey everybody! I'm fabulous this week, not mysterious. You are enigmatic,
0: man of <laughs> mystery. Still, I guess is I got to come up consistent.
1: with a, with with more. Descriptors. <laughs> That's okay. What's been going on this week, guys? Ah, uh, I've just been catching up on my sleep, or at least trying to <laughs> catching after. up. Yeah, the, the holy week. Yeah, holy week afterwards kind of wore me out. Yeah,
0: I tell you, birds are active early in the morning. Birds are <laughs> active early in the morning, and frogs <laughs> are active early in, the, early in the evening. <laughs> yes, yeah, so they they will often
2: wake me up sometimes. Well, we so, are in uh, the. The middle of the largest snow
1: season of Tennessee. What the, the yellow snow? Sp- oh yeah, it's pollen season. <laughs> yeah, when I went outside. I couldn't find my car the other day because I thought I drove a black car, but apparently it's yellow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, I saw a video um,
0: this week or last week that um, in East Tennessee, someone had shown this picture of it uh, kind of up in the mountains where you see misty, foggy, yeah. you know, they call it the smoky mountains for a reason. And it looked like there was a, a cloud or mist moving through this forested area. And then the, the, the guy who was shooting the video came on and said, no, that's actually pollen from a cedar tree. Mm. So it was huh. blowing and it was that much. Yeah. That
2: it looked like the, 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 tree was on fire i've that's seen crazy i've seen those videos where they like bump it with a, yeah, and a it front end loader yes and it just the pollen
0: that fall oh, oh. well and that's why i i wonder why i I've have these allergy symptoms and then i go outside and i can you know write on the car the <laughs> yeah. yellow
2: and this is the second year in a row that we're dealing with this so do you have covid or do you just have allergies right dun, dun, dun. right well the the guessing game yeah but i've had all my shots yeah me too i'm excited about that part yep. at least
1: how'd that second shot go for you
2: i was a little tired and i felt like i had a shot you know my arm was normal normal shot sore well one uh, new thing this week
0: we had a new color make its appearance at our house oh yeah yeah so they appeared on my daughter's fingernails And uh, this is the lead up. Okay. Okay. Hang with me for a second. I'm interested. So it was a blue color. It's like a cobalt blue or like a, what do they call that? Royal blue. Mm -hmm. Maybe.
1: If it has a name, it's not a new color.
0: Right. It's (laughs) yes. Not new, but um, it actually stands for something. And this was something that my daughter educated me on because I did not realize what the month of April is. Ah, It's national child abuse prevention month. Oh okay. And so similar to what you do in October with pink. Yeah, yeah. Um they're encouraging wearing blue and having conversations about that and how you can prevent um child abuse and one of the things that, that that's um that we've had to go through as a family and experience that many many adopted children and family situations that comes into play yeah. right because there's a lot of um hard situations that <laughs> that the kids from hard places experience when they're extremely young, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to be a part of that story. It's, uh, it's, it's actually sadly very common. I think it's, uh, I was looking at some stats and, uh, one in seven, uh, children. Let me see if I can pull this up here. One in seven children experienced abuse or neglect this last year. Oh, wow. That's a lot of kids. Yeah. It's a lot of kids and quite often it happens, um, really early in, in someone's life. And Mm -hmm. just, uh, just imagine we're going to be talking in a few weeks about mental health and, uh, um, getting Noreen in here and, and, and having a real good discussion about mental health and, and, a lot of people have been with the year that we've been yeah, quarantined all together yeah. or, or not all together, but all of us as a group isolated <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yeah. what that has brought along in terms of uh, mental health or lack thereof. But I just wanted to kind of bring that up. Um, I think that when you think about an issue like that, how do you even, how do you even deal with that? How do you address that? How do you become more aware of yeah. that? And, yeah. and one of the things that I would suggest, and there's plenty of opportunities out there to, to make yourself more educated Mm -hmm, about that. If that hasn't been a part of your story or a family story or someone that you know their story, um, I think it's, it's a multi-pronged issue and you address awareness by becoming more educated, right? Um, It has to do with kids and, and how they're nurtured when they're young, Mm -hmm. um, how they, if they attach or they, if they don't attach to their parents, um, even though you may not be adopted because of early childhood trauma, you might not attach to your family unit as, as others might. Sure. Um, you talk about uh, how our parents educated in, in taking care of kids. Yeah. Especially uh, we're going to be talking to uh, Lori Williams about the mission focus, the quarterly mission focus. And it talks about this very thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly.
0: And, and when you're struggling uh, as a family whether it be uh, below the poverty line or, or whatever circumstances that you're in sometimes parents just don't have the right resources yeah. they're not educated
1: yeah. Liz, uh, is, Liz has worked in the public school system for years and she has example after example of different scenarios from across the spectrum where it's you know it's the parents don't have the resources or you know they're being raised by their grandmother or just right. whatever the whatever the issue is is it is a lot more prevalent even in Jackson than people really realize.
0: Absolutely. You know, how, how are the kids socially connected? Mm -hmm. What are the support for parents in terms of their community and and what expectations are between their peers and, and, or their family unit? You Mm -hmm. know, Um, a lot of times uh, abuse runs in, in kind of circular patterns and if, if the pattern is not broken, it just continues to happen generation and generation. So anyway, there's a lot of resources out there and we can, um, provide some links for those and, and things on our social, but just wanted to kind of bring that up and say, Hey, um, make yourself more educated. I encourage you to anybody out there listening to, um, do a little research and, and at least educate yourself. And that one one thing that that will do is help us all be more sensitive and able to sort of see and understand it if it comes across our mm-hmm. circumstances. Yeah. Whether, you know, Glenn, you working with children and youth. Yeah. But others of us that we may volunteer various things and uh, whatever, but just being able to recognize some warning signs yeah, will definitely. help us all. Um, I think in that in that endeavor.
2: Yeah, definitely, and I I would definitely say, and we're going to talk to Lori here in just a second. Get involved. That's what Miss Juanita did. Who started? Who started keeping Hood Good? She saw the need, and she she did something. So maybe you can't step out like she did just yet, but you know, if you're listening to this, you definitely can. The month of April bring things up here to the church, and mm-hmm. Lori's going to share that list with us and participate that way and like you said make yourself aware of what's going on and don't think that it's not happening in your community right Mm -hmm. that's the number one mistake we all make oh it's never happened here or that's a good family yeah it's just as easy to be happening next door is it Mm -hmm. or maybe in your own home you know but but yeah definitely get it get involved that's what you know we're called we're called to do that we're not Mm -hmm. we're not a You know, Jesus doesn't say things like, well, if you feel like it, (laughs) (laughs) it's more like, I command.
1: So, well, and it's like, uh, as Pastor Don says all the time, you know, love the one in front of you, Mm -hmm. you know, when you can't do anything else, just love the one in front of you. So it's a good place to start.
2: Yeah. Get in front of people. Yep. Get in front of them. That's the thing to do. Pretty cool. (laughs)
0: Pretty cool. Yeah. Especially if there's uh, uh, I was thinking about, being involved in any kind of childhood sports, mm-hmm. if you're a coach or even a parent or whatever, whether it's you know baseball, or, uh, soccer, mm-hmm. or just anything really, um, more and more, which is it, this is encouraging, more and more now, coaches and volunteers are being uh, either required or encouraged to be certified to to acknowledge to to be sensitive to environments where children may be at risk. Yeah. Right. Or to identify the, uh, I think they're called ACEs, the adverse childhood experiences, but there's some certification that helps you understand, okay, when are the situations that put you and the child at more risk? Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like um, our training here at the church. Yeah. Safe
2: sanctuary. Yeah. Or i tell you the best training for childhood awareness that I have ever done is youth protection training through Mm -hmm. Boy Scouts. Okay. They updated theirs just a couple of years ago and they have the best information about grooming, about just paying attention to the signs and stuff, man. They, they really, of course they kind of had to, (laughs) but they went all out and really did an excellent job and it's a long training. It's online and stuff. You can do it, but it's um, really, really good information. They did a great job. Well, and that, that is really
0: to your point, uh, a little bit taking it further. It's critical. Mm Mm-hmm with social media becoming part of the fabric of kids lives that they're protected because they understand things like, you know, grooming online yeah. and, and all of those things that are very real things, it's very real, very real things. And even if we may think, well, that's not in our community, like you said earlier, there's no question that, that it is. And if you talk to anybody, this would have been several years ago. We had some training of somebody, from, I think from the FBI came in yeah. and gave all these stats about, and this was five, seven years ago, yeah. about all of the things that were happening in sort of not just the global space, but just the internet mm-hmm. kind of electronic uh, medium and space. And it is, you know, I, I have acquaintances that work to uh, fight uh, child trafficking mm-hmm. and all those kinds of things. And those things, are not just things that show up on the national news. I oh, don't know. They are uh, very real things and they affect our community.
2: Yeah, we are. We are in the midst of it very deeply here yep. in, uh, in West Tennessee. So it's awareness is key. Well, awareness is key and it is not over there happening to them. Right. <laughs> it is right here in our own area. Right. Right. In your own hood. So keep it good.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. My hood. Good. Well, why don't we uh, talk with Lori a little bit? She's the leader of the outreach team and see what she has to say about our April outreach.
2: So we're here today in the podcast room with Lori Williams, who is our outreach chairperson this, this, this year. Welcome, Lori.
3: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
2: Well, it is good to have you here. And we're going to get to talk a lot today about keep my hood good and some other things and that are on the docket for outreach coming up soon, and so it's good to have you here. Now, tell us a little bit about, how long have y'all been at Northside now?
3: Well, Braxton's been here longer than I have, but um, I've been here about 17 years. Yeah. And he's probably been here 20. Yeah, right about More that. than 20. He was here before Don came.
2: I remember when y'all met, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, y'all started dating and all that. That was pretty fun.
1: I don't remember that. Sorry. <laughs> well, we,
2: we used to, Barbie and I was leading a Sunday school class that they were a part of, and and that was pretty cool. And so, so look at you now. Now you have three daughters.
3: I have three girls. They are thirteen. Um, one will be eleven next week, and seven. Ooh, eleven!
0: That that was that was kind of difficult there, Glenn. You you pop the pop quiz on her. She had to remember all the dates and <laughs> oh, the ages, and I I always struggle with that. <laughs> Yeah, Kevin. That's unfair. <laughs> <laughs> totally unfair. Don't go there. <laughs> I'm glad to have her. She's our she's our neighbor. Yes. So, oh yeah. Yep. Very talented girls, and uh, it's been fun to have somebody we know when we since we came back to town.
2: Well, the second quarter mission this for Northside and the outreach team, and for all of us as a church is keep my hood good, and uh, we have over the last couple of Sundays seen a couple of videos from Miss Juanita who uh, started Keep My Hood Good. So can you tell us a little bit more about uh, Keep My Hood Good?
3: Yes. Keep My Hood Good's mission statement is to promote personal, civic and community responsibility for underserved, underprivileged youth through structured activities that encourage breaking the generational and poverty cycle within families. And Miss Juanita Jones started it in 2009. Um, to serve the children of Jackson who are stuck in generational poverty. Uh, What started as playing kickball in Lincoln Courts and Parkway East has turned into serving students from local schools each week, teaching them the principles of accountability, excellence, integrity, and respect of self and to others. Uh, Students are provided transportation to their location on Riverside Drive Monday through Thursday um, from 3 to 6 p.m., During that time, they're provided with a safe environment, a snack, activities, scripture, and a time to learn about life. Keep My Good Good also provides a summer program Mm. um, to help these students during the summer too.
0: So as a part of our focus, um, definitely a a needed uh, part of the the Jackson community, but what are the things that Uh, Norsai can do in in terms of as as that focus, what what can we do to help them?
3: Okay, we're asking people to bring items um, during the month of April to help them out. Um, Some of those items are 32-gallon trash bags, toilet paper, paper towels, hand soap, hand sanitizer, Mm. bathroom cleaning supplies, bleach, dishwashing soap, school folders, um, two-inch three-ring binders loose-leaf paper, toothbrush, toothbrush cover and toothpaste, dental floss, body lotion, nail clippers, uh, shampoo and conditioner. Or they can bring Walmart gift cards in any amount. But we do ask if they bring gift cards to give them to Daphne and not put them in the mission box.
0: Okay.
2: That's
1: probably smart. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and that sounds almost like what our, a lot of these things sound like things from our, health kits and things that we've gathered over time for other mission trips and things like that. Well, that's, that's exactly what I was thinking. You know, we we talked
0: about international missions and and things for those of us that have been on those trips, those are always needed items. But the fact of the matter is we don't have to go anywhere to find people that, um, that are either down on their luck or generally, generationally stuck in a situation where, Um, It's difficult to escape in in terms of poverty or uh, living conditions and those kinds of things. So it it really is an appropriate uh, mission for us to be involved in right in our backyard. Um, I mean, you can really go if if you look hard enough, you can go anywhere in Jackson. It doesn't matter north, south, east, west, and find the needs that are there.
2: Right. What I love about Miss Juanita is through the videos, you know, she saw what was going on in her neighborhood and the kids up and down her street and in their families. And she said, well, she has a quote. She says in the video Sunday, we can meet today, but tomorrow we have to do something. Mm-hmm. Right? And, you know, that's coming from a woman of action. You know, she's and that's what the response a lot of times is. Well, let's have a meeting. Let's 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 talk about it. Well, someone has to do something too (laughs) and this is just a a lady she has no specialized training she's not a youth specialist or anything
3: now she said that she um believed god had prepared her all her life for this Mm. and different things she went through in her life
2: and that's awesome that's awesome to to see that a couple weeks ago i was the liturgist and i said she just she did something we all talk about doing right and that is just really cool to me.
3: So
0: It's like in, in various different ways that I've heard the quote is starting is the hardest part. Yeah. Taking the first step is the hardest part. And so many times we, I think, and myself, just speaking for myself, are intimidated. I don't know what, how do I get started? How do I build something mm-hmm. And maybe I have an idea on? And the, the opportunity there is to just do something yeah. to start. And Well, you God f-
1: usually equips us to do the things that he calls us to do, whether we realize he's teaching us and training us as we're going along. Like she feels like she's been prepared her whole life for this. Exactly. It's the same way. She didn't know this is what she was going to be doing, but God was all God knew she was going to do it and was already preparing her for, for what he was calling her to do. So.
0: Yep. His ways are higher than our ways. He's got the plan. We're just open and and take the opportunity. So. So Lori, when do we need to bring these?
3: Um, We'll be collecting the whole month of April. Um, so, if you bring any of the items, you can put them in the the mission box um, and again, gift cards or money to Daphne in the church office.
2: and if y'all have not been in northside in a while because you're <laughs> or or you're just not real sure where that mission box is, it's the long corridor heading up towards the sanctuary, but before you go through those double wooden doors, it's on your right,
0: so there. between Hope yeah. Hall and the sanctuary mm-hmm. right? Yep. Yeah. yeah, right so,
1: near the conference room so. yeah.
0: Yeah. these are, these are good things that when you're out doing your weekly shopping, or in my case, it seems like it's almost daily shopping, <laughs> um, pick up one of these things or maybe two. And it's, uh, it's a great, it's a great thing for all of us to be helping out mm-hmm. each other with.
2: Yeah. And let's help keep that hood good and hope it spurs you to want to do something good in your hood as well. Cause we all have some things we can do in our neighborhoods and things like that for so, sure especially when it comes to helping kiddos always have a soft spot for that Well, what else is going on in the outreach world from north side
3: well things have been a little different this year yeah um, since we really? can't take <laughs> why? i can't think why <laughs> since we can't take mission trips and things like that so we've had to try to find creative ways to help and um, let people know they're appreciated and
2: And some incredible responses like to the first responders or the COVID Mm -hmm. workers.
3: Yes, we had a great response to that and they were very, very thankful. It meant a lot to those workers.
2: And what I
0: love about that particular opportunity was that the whole family could get involved. I know my kids were busy making posters Mm -hmm. and all those kinds of things. And uh, that was just great because it's really important, I think, as kids to get kids involved in... Mm -hmm. Mission outreach opportunities. It's just like any other habit yeah. that we form or want our kids to form. Starting early is the key, so that becomes a lifetime of helping others. And so uh, that's what I love about Northside and, and their mission programs is that many times a lot of people can get involved. That's really that's really important.
2: Yeah, totally is. Now, Lori, you also um, help with sponsorships for Gamasara. Yes. And are are all the kids sponsored right now? No. How many, about um, how many sponsor slots do we have?
3: Well, there there's always kids okay. there that need help. All right. We currently have around 80 sponsors or, or kids that are sponsored. Um, and there's 205, I think, last time. Wow. Last count. And we also now have a bus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There. Yeah. So um, the kids that come from the city, most of them can pay their way. Okay. But the kids there in the village do need some help.
2: Now, does that 200 include the kids that come on the bus, or is that just kids in the community there, the village?
3: Some of those are the ones from the city. Okay. But she has they've been out of school. They actually get out of school for like two weeks for Easter. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. Not for spring break, for Easter. <laughs>
1: yes.
2: Easter break.
3: Yes. So That's they cool. they go back the middle of this month
1: well if somebody's wanting to wanting to sponsor one of those kids how do they need to go about doing that what does that what does that entail
3: um it's four hundred and twenty dollars a year some people pay for the the whole year up front um some pay monthly quarterly whatever works best for them they can contact me um they can even tell me if they would want a girl or a boy and we'll find the the kid that needs them
1: awesome
2: that that is awesome and so definitely do that, and this is a little tease. We are working on the technical aspects, but I think we have that all figured out, and we're going to have Lori back, and probably Daphne, and then we're going to have Anna or Sarah or somebody like that on the phone <laughs> with us from Africa. Tanzania, and they're going to be on the podcast with us uh, probably about the middle of May. So
0: I can't wait. That That's is waiting. going to be that fun. It's going it to will be fine. Like, yeah.
2: That one might be a long one. (laughs) That's all right. We get to talking and it is going to be wild.
3: We'll have to think about the time because they're eight hours different. Right.
1: (laughs) Right. So we'll be up here recording in the middle of the night.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think early in the morning for us is the best because that's kind of their, their early evening. And Mm. so it works out pretty good. Well, Lori, thank you so much for coming by the podcast room and sharing with us about keep my hood. Good. I know, We'll probably have you back because there are other quarterly mission things on the burner and uh, definitely back to for the conversation to Gamasara and so so thanks for all that you do and leading the people that you do because you keep us just from meeting you you help us do something tomorrow so so thank you for your service
3: <laughs> thank you for having me
2: Well, Lori did a good job.
1: <laughs> Who's going to break the silence?
2: <laughs> well, Lori did a good job of sharing with us what Miss Juanita and the Hood Good group is doing. So let's all run out there and grab some stuff and help out. Yeah, you know what I've I've always appreciated
0: about Northside Church is their missional focus. Yeah, and the way it's not just uh, faith in action is is a real thing that Northside does. Yeah, and and puts the faith and the beliefs and, uh, Jesus example and walks that out. Yeah. And so it's really, this is a, a perfect example of that, but I know there's a lot of others that have sort of had to morph a little bit in 2020 Yeah, and try and figure out, okay, how do we do that when we can't have contact with people in the same way? But I think that's coming back. Yeah. And I think we will have even new opportunities because of kind of the stories we've been through.
2: Well, and it's sure not our place to tell anybody what to do with their money or anything like that. But if you just happen to have, you know, a little over four hundred dollars from your stimulus check left <laughs> laying around, and you're not one hundred percent sure what you want to do with it or anything else, uh, I would be awesome to send a kid to school and yeah, Gamasara, yeah. you know, because they're doing an amazing job. So
1: that's just uh, a little over a dollar a day.
2: Yeah, if there's any way we could help, you know, or even if you can't do that, just go in what you can and maybe teaming up with someone to sure and she'll do all that for you just get in contact with her and and she can she can do that you know and it's important any kid we can help whether they're on the other side of the earth or they're on the other side of my yard (laughs) so (laughs)
0: and speaking of kids i mean it it, that could be a perfect opportunity for a family especially if you have teenagers who are working a little bit now yeah and, uh, we're, we're talking, trying to continue to talk to our kids about tithing and how that works and, uh, why it's important and those kinds of things. So it might be an opportunity for them to help contribute to a family sponsoring yeah. somebody. And, and like you said, it's, it's, you, you need to feel led to it and, and, and called to do it, but I think it's
2: doable. Yeah. It's definitely doable. One of the things I am extremely proud of our youngest daughter summer about is her senior year we went to Nicaragua and she along with several of our other students that were on that trip sponsored children from Nicaragua and she cool she is to this day still as a college student and mom and dad do not pay for this she sponsors uh, her little buddy Kevin
1: that's cool that's really and she
2: cool. used to talk to him and stuff like that, but she's done all, she's made that happen. And we told her, you know, that you did this and we hundred percent support you. If the world comes crashing down, I might help you, but we've never <laughs> had to. And so, you know,
0: we can do it. I, I think some kids are wired to be uh, others focused and selfless and just constantly thinking about others, whether yeah. it's, I, I don't know, going to the grocery store and, and, Hey, let's get something for them or, or let's give them our card. I think I mentioned that last week. Um, and then sometimes I know this is true with our family. Sometimes you have to gently encourage yeah, yeah. <laughs> children to, to think about because it, it just doesn't occur to them, <laughs> you know, but it is definitely, I think one of those Christian skills, um, traits that is super important. How we yeah. How we reach out to others and how we treat others and put them before us um, is, a, is a really important part of a Christian walk, in my opinion.
2: Yeah. I mean, it is such an important skill, and it really is a skill in mm. a lot of ways, learning how to do that, learning how to be selfless. For some people, it's a lot more natural than right. it is for other people, but right. and you know, it's something that if you practice it enough, it becomes a skill, and it needs to be a skill.
0: And it becomes second nature, mm-hmm. And I, and I think that's... Uh, perhaps so. What the design was in making yeah. us, you know, that we can put some some other cause, other than our own, you know, wants yeah. for a, another car or you know <laughs> a, a better looking piece of furniture, or whatever it is, materially, we think about someone else first, even if it's a member of the family, right? And that's that's where I yeah. kind of get caught sometimes, is that the people I'm comfortable with. I I may not be thinking of putting them first because they're just always there yeah. you know they know I that, that I love them but it is also still important and this this is much deeper than we probably want to go this <laughs> this time but you know when we talked about relationships that is especially when you've been together for a long time yeah it's really important to intentionally do those things mm. so you might have um come a little I would say naturally, but to a little bit differently when you were younger, maybe yeah. first dating, whatnot, that it it's really important to keep those going. So yeah. Yeah. it's it's always good to have a little reminder that, hey, you might need to
2: refocus. Yeah, definitely. That you're need to do that. So that's the healthy thing to do. Yep. And we want to be healthy. That's always good.
0: And as we've been through Lent, a lot of introspection and yeah, meditation and thinking about um, and, and we've talked about it a lot in here about what the sort of the future holds for Northside and, and what we need to be, or at least have ideas about what we should be thinking about and preparing ourselves as well as praying and visioning for the future. And so it makes sense. We refocus, we re reconsider yeah. things, we count the cost as uh, Wesley said, right? Yeah. 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 So.
2: He's also uh quoted as saying, and some people say he didn't say this, but set your church on fire and people will come and watch it burn. <laughs> and so <laughs> So I yeah. hope that's a good I hope it's kind of what we're doing. Good point. You know, hope we're setting it on fire with the the Holy Spirit. So <laughs> that would be some good stuff. Yes indeed. Some good stuff. Speaking of good stuff, I have been watching the watching the chosen. Recently, that series that came out yeah. last year and and on Easter they came out with season two, it's chapter, chapter one, one or verse one, or chapter one, verse one. It's not like <laughs> it's the Bible uh, episode one, right?
1: <laughs> I just downloaded the app today. I haven't actually watched it. Yeah. yet, but the the app is free on, on well, at least it is on the Apple Store. I yeah, it is on the Android as well. Yeah. yeah,
0: we. I've been talking about it for for a long time but i haven't watched it and you can
2: catch it on youtube and uh, on the app the chosen is under the chosen on both and maybe pure flicks if you have that or something but y'all it's pretty good because it focuses on jesus relationship with the disciples Mm. and just some of the little nuances of that and it's different in the sense that you know it's people are paying for this. It's crowd. It's not done from
1: Hollywood. Yeah. It's like a crowd pictures. funded, crowd funded, mm-hmm. like yeah. Kickstarter. <laughs> that's cool.
2: But it's, it's focused on the relationship. And I think there's a lot to learn in that for us. It, you know, I'm not telling you by any stretch of imagination that that is a 100% theologically mm-hmm. accurate. And that's exactly what happened. No matter what, that's not the case. Um, it's the, it's the bigger picture. Right. And so, but it is good. I, I I have enjoyed watching that. It's definitely made you think and the first episode of this season is really good with James and John the uh the sons of Zebedee mm-hmm. the, the sons of thunder Funny. and they kind of explore how they got that name. Mm. Jesus gave them that name and it's 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 very appropriate for today. Yeah. Uh, with what was going on between the Jewish people and the Samaritans and good stuff so i'd encourage you to check that out if you're if yeah, you have to take a look at needing it. something to check out
0: yeah i always enjoy the um and like you said you you understand that it's a a portrayal of yeah. something it's not like there were cameras back exactly a long time ago believe it or not there were weren't really cameras back then <laughs> but um you you always i think all of us have played in our head what what it was like you know the first time that the fishermen are out in the boat and this guy just came up and said, Hey, you know, follow me. So it's always interesting to see different portrayals of that. Yeah. And then to, to think about that, to, to kind of consider it and to, um, um, meditate on it yeah, because then it becomes real to us in a different way. Exactly. And, um, then we can internalize that and, and see how the Holy spirit kind of translates that to what makes sense for us in that moment, to whatever we need. You know, so I'm, I'm interested to watch it.
2: Yeah, and you bring that. I've also watched this week. PBS has had a thing on Hemingway, Ernest Hemingway. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And it is, man, what a what a character. You know, but you know, he would talk about, and people talked about as they were telling the story of of his life, and just reading. And some people are really good at reading and mm-hmm. visualizing everything they can read. And some writers like Hemingway are very good about writing in a way that it creates that Mm -hmm. some of us need a video you know we need to be able to see it a little bit differently and so it does help to to have the video especially if you're not a a creative reader (laughs) (laughs) so 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 yeah good stuff out there for us to be around
0: i think we talked about this a little bit before we um came in in here to the room and talking about history and uh you know the stuff in the bible is is historic but how many of us and this is a little bit different situation so trans referring to a different kind of uh, path here but how much of us and the newer generations really connect to history yeah and um what's happened in the past whether it be uh world war 2 era we were talking about that a little bit because um that was what 80, Say, 80 years ago 80, it's yeah, been a while it. right yeah. and there's not as many people that were alive then still alive now um, well, it's, it's less and less
2: it's funny that you mentioned this because last night in in our youth group time we were talking we' were ha- talking about questions and things that people had and so in the Old Testament we were talking you know about why you know Noah lived <laughs> forever and all these people with three hundred 600 years right right so we looked up last night The person that's the oldest person on the planet right now is a a lady from Japan, I believe, and she's 117 years old. Wow. Well, my grandmother is 96 and almost a half years old. She's 10 years younger than that lady. Mm -hmm. And to think when that lady was born, when my grandmother was born, that lady was only 10 on the other side of the planet. So that the oldest person, there aren't many people from 96 to 117 out -hmm. there anymore. So, I mean, to your point, You know, it's go, it goes by in a hurry. Yeah. So, yeah. And then
0: how do we keep, you know, it might be interesting to get someone who's a history, either nut or a history, maybe a teacher or something to, to talk about how do we, how do we keep those things that we need to, as a culture, remember and learn from in, in our younger generations. For example, um, all of the the trauma that happened with World War Two, yeah, mm-hmm. whether it's a, a, involving our own history with internment camps and things that has sort of become part of the national conversation here in the last you know month,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or things that happened in Europe mm-hmm. um, with the, the treatment of all kinds of people yeah. in definitely non-Christian ways. So, how how do we make sure that the younger generations keep that lesson uh, from going away you know yeah. how do how do we is that responsibility of our culture is that a responsibility of us as parents because it's inevitable right that that will drift away mm-hmm. if, if you don't have that in front of you in the era of immediate TikTok,
1: tock yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, social as, feeds all that stuff yeah. as new events happen that sort of take the place in our minds of some of these other things it's like the further we get removed from those things, then or those certain events in history, it's like we have to prioritize which ones we keep in our minds, because like you were saying, World War 2 that stuff was almost 80 years ago. Right. You know, this will be the 80th anniversary of Pearl Harbor in December. So it's just like, as that gets further and further away, and we now have... 80 more years worth of history to try to remember between Mm -hmm. us and that. It's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, we can only remember so much. I saw a video (laughs) last week. uh, It was a group of high school kids who were absolutely convinced that Helen Keller was a made-up person. Wow. It was not real. (laughs) And it was this history teacher trying to convince these kids that Helen Keller was, in fact, a real person, and they just (laughs) could not believe it.
2: (laughs) Kyle Williams we are calling you soon to see if you will play this <laughs> trick on your students. Yeah. You're a history teacher. <laughs> we need to find out if this is the case in Jackson, Tennessee. So text us, Kyle, so you can get in here and keep us up to date. Yeah, what's it's, it's just
0: a fascinating uh, question. <laughs> you know, how how we keep... I think there's really important lessons, hopefully, that we as a nation and a people have learned, or we should have learned. Mm-hmm. How yeah. do we... How, you know, keep from unlearning those, you know, it's, it's like with the Bible, we, we try and reflect on that. We teach that to kids as at a young age, hopefully, um, children are exposed to it at at a young age and, um, the stories are, are retold and retold retold. And you think about, um, various societies in the history of, of the world who had a very strong oral tradition, Yeah, of telling the stories of their ancestors, et cetera, et cetera. Native American population was all about, is still strongly rooted in ancestry and how the stories are passed down from generation to generation. What are we passing down to our kids?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. And some of them are struggling too because they're losing their languages and and people can speak. And I stop and think about this because you bring this up. Summer was born in 2000. She's a junior in college, about to be a senior in college. Mm. So 9-11 was one year after she was born. Right. (laughs) So the kids from 2001 on, you know, they're all high school and stuff like that. And I'm sure they talk about that, but it's going to be very, very, very quickly that they're not going to know much about
1: 9-11. If you're 20 or younger, you weren't even alive when it happened. You have no you know yeah. and so even really if you're 25 and under you probably don't have any real memory of exactly. it exactly and so where and i have very vivid memories of it because yeah. it changed me my too. life for a
2: good year well, me
1: too is this aging me now cuz i do too <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> well and it's 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 we've t- i've talked about this before what's the position of of grandparents yeah and older mentors in the lives of our children and and families um we're just it's the temptation to be busy all the time is so strong. There's so many things fighting for our attention mm-hmm. that it's easy to not put much energy into slowing down and talking about the past. Yeah. Talking about family histories and those kinds of things. And I, and I know, I mean, it's a challenge. Sure. It's something we struggle with all the time because there's
2: lots of other things you and and do well, grandparents, do, do you are you afraid of the cancel culture situation and you're trying to be hip and talk to your grandkids and hang out with them in more hip modern ways instead of sharing with them life, you know yeah. what, you've, what you've gained through experience?
1: There's a quote that I read a long time ago that's, that stuck with me. I think it was in a, a, like a Michael Crichton book or something I don't remember, but the quote was, "If you don't know history, then you don't know anything." you are a leaf that doesn't know it as part of a tree. Hmm. And that, yeah. that quote has stuck with me for <laughs> 20 years now because that's how I, I, when people don't know their history, it's they're a leaf and they don't realize that they're connected to this entire trees worth of history and what brought them to that point. And
2: well, and that's, you know, the, the old quote of you're always, if you don't know it, you're always doomed to repeat it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you read in scripture, especially through the old Testament, you know, the, Children of Israel, really close oh, yeah. to, God far, God, really close to <laughs> God, far away from God. Really close to God, far <laughs> away from God. Really close to God. we have been here before, right? yeah, exactly. Thank and God. maybe if you read Glenn's history, you're close to God, really. <laughs> you know, it's a, that's kind of oh, it's
1: everything's we, a pendulum.
2: I think we're all like that. Yeah, you know, we're we're all like that. But the one thing about Jesus' time is all those kids knew their history they it was the oral tradition was so strong and the the writings and the law and the biblical things were were very strong and they every kid every kid knew exactly mm-hmm. what they were
0: and i think it's really cool how jesus connected mm-hmm. that very intentionally yeah to to that audience that understood you know when you read this from the 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 torah that that had a, a a very different meaning to them potentially than it does now because we just don't have that historical context.
2: Yeah, cuz whenever you read scripture and and then you turn around, look up and say today and you're hearing this has been fulfilled and they grab you and want to throw you off a cliff outside <laughs> the the church it's kind of important to them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they they're not messing around, you know. And so that's interesting, yeah.
1: Well, do y'all think that like social media and just how it's shrinking the world, how we're so much more aware of what's happening in other countries? That like, you know, a hundred years ago, people didn't really have a whole lot of news from other countries, and now we're not only getting news from our, our local stuff and our country, it's also global news, and it's a twenty-four hour thing. I mean, even when. My parents were younger, you know, <laughs> the news was like an hour a night, if that. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, and now it's a 24-hour news cycle and you're getting it from all over the world. It's it's just a lot more information than we've ever had before. Yeah,
2: I, I think there's some detriment to it. Yeah. Um, back in the day when you read it as headlines in the newspaper mm-hmm. in the morning, yep. you could talk about things. Or when you said that 30-minute world news thing when I was growing up, in was growing up. You, you could talk about it. Maybe you'd crap about it with the family or the guys or people at work or whatever. But today it's just so driven mm-hmm. at us that you never get to just let it go. Mm. Um, and it's just, and it builds up this angst yeah. in society and people feel all of a sudden like they have to react and act instead of getting it, you know, getting the steam blown off of the, the lid. It just keeps growing and growing. And I think that's one of the reasons we've had, the last year and a half or two years we've had mm-hmm. is whether that it was right or not right is not the the thing. It's just that it was chaotic. <laughs> and it was tough.
0: Yeah, and I think I think that another challenge to it is that um particularly when it comes to social media, um, for us to have a healthy relationship with it, it requires that we set up appropriate boundaries. Yeah. And we as humans are not real great at that. And so it becomes a situation where a lot of emotional things are happening as we're scrolling through our feed or whatever it is. And us, uh, the humanness of us sort of counteracts the, the need for boundaries. And so you can sit there and go through your feed for an hour and realize, wow, I just spent an hour on that. Yeah. And when you could have been doing something else, um, even if it's relaxation or whatever, so I think it's, it's a real, it's a, it's a tool, it's resources. You definitely can know what's going around the world in any given moment, but um, it's hard, at least for me, speaking for me, it's hard to, I really have to fight to build the boundaries to keep
2: me from doing that too much. Oh, I had a perfect example in this happen in my life is, I was a little game on my phone called Jetpack Joyride. Oh, I've <laughs>
1: played too much of that game.
2: Well, and I was just playing. You know, you know, it's whenever you, downtime, right? Right. And it has a little area in there where you can look at how long you have played. Oh, it yes. has a cumulative timer. <laughs> I looked and it was over a full twenty-four hour period that that time had grown into. Right. I had spent an entire. Earthly day of my life playing that game, over probably you know a few weeks. I spent an entire day of my life playing that game, making a little guy go across my phone. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was so upset.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't even want to look and see how much time I've spent playing games.
2: I was so upset, and, it, and it I didn't win anything. It wasn't like <laughs> that's right. If you don't ever get to the end of this thing, you know. At least. If you go to E. Cheese, they give you a pizza and some tickets to go buy a whoopee cushion with or something. So. All right. <laughs> right.
0: So, well, you know, it's just, this is a, I don't think this question will ever be solved, No, I but it is something right. I think we should talk about. I think it's something we need to talk about as, as family groups mm-hmm. um, because it's, it's, I don't see it going away. It is a no. part of who we are as a world culture. Now, mm-hmm. I think that the, the opportunity is for uh, us to leverage the tools and the resources in positive ways that change the world.
1: They're tools. They're not inherently good or bad. It's how we use them. That's right.
0: But the challenge, like I said, there is that it's, it's up to us to, to do those, Mm -hmm. to set those boundaries, to, to utilize them in good ways. And most of the time it's just easier not to make a decision. Just let it, Take us like waves, take us wherever it takes us and just float along because it's a little bit, maybe feels a little easier, but I think we all, and and hopefully kids, we're, we're helping our kids learn that um, it, that doesn't control you, that you need to control your usage of it. And hopefully we'll find some balance in
2: the force. I think <laughs> the children of Israel probably... Talked about these same kind of things. Could you imagine the guys carrying the uh, ark <laughs> with the stone tablets in it going, We need to find a lighter way to communicate. <laughs> <laughs> We're some papyrus paper, or right. or something. Yeah, why'd we have to put this on rock? Yeah, on, let's uh- see. <laughs> <laughs> we can't wait to find something better. I can just hear them now. Well, no, it's if, th- if he expects me to write like this, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's tied to our humanness, it's right? Totally. Our humanness. The, the whole, our whole life is dealing with the things that make us uniquely human and creations of God. And, and it, it the, the, the actual details of the story change a little bit, yeah. but it, like you said before, it's, you know, Kevin's high, Kevin's low. It's the same story over and over and over again. Did How he we- say
1: there's nothing new under the sun? Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, and you know, it's, god walking through the garden of eden man woman where are you mm-hmm. where are y'all at mm-hmm. what have you done why are you hiding mm-hmm. you know same story
0: yeah we talked about refocusing and and it's it's a constant lifelong process yeah, yeah. W- once you stop doing that that's a warning sign yeah when you just say this is it and we float along yeah and uh that's that's when it can get go south as they say well, good stuff. Yeah. One thing I was going to say before we wrap up, um, if there's anybody out there that has a question uh, yes. about mental health or um, it, it can be, we will respect the confidentiality of anyone. We're not going to necessarily, uh, well, we won't share details per se, but if you have a question about any of that, as we are preparing a couple of episodes uh, ahead, we want to have some really Um, heartfelt and and good conversations around mental health and uh, what we need to be doing as a Christian community about it with our neighbors and ourselves and self-care and various different things. It could be really any question
2: anybody out there has. We're going to have soon, we're going to have Miss Noreen here and uh, she's going to be talking a little bit, you know, about your questions. Number one, she wants questions. And number two, the focus really is going to be exactly what Kevin said. And then, you know, around the pandemic, some Mm -hmm. coming out of this and moving forward. Right. How do we do that? How do we handle all that we've gone through? And for those who don't know, uh, tell us a little bit about who Noreen is. Uh Noreen is, uh, she's a licensed counselor that we have here at the church. And um, I can't remember the name of her little counseling group, but she, um, we work with her all the time. I mean, and she's, she's nearing retirement time,
1: (laughs) unfortunately, but. But she's got a. A whole lot of experience. She's all awesome. wealth of knowledge that she's gonna yes. help share so with she, us. So. She will
2: help with us, and she's so good, y'all. And and just will really. So she's excited about coming, and so so definitely like Kevin said. We're. I mean. We'll ask her whatever you ask us to ask her. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: If you have any questions, uh, you can shoot them to our email. That's podcast at northsidejackson.com. Or you can get in touch with us on our Instagram page, which is Northside Now podcast. Or you can just get in touch with any one of us individually. Um, so a yeah, direct message, any of us, yeah, and, and totally. we'll make
0: sure that gets in the in the conversation, because I think it's it's very timely um, and it's important us to talk about and 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 you out there listening will help us make that a a fuller conversation
1: yeah well guys thanks for podcasting with me today it's been a pleasure as invigorating always Invigorating as, as always invigorating yes and thank everyone for listening uh make sure you hit the like button the share button the subscribe button whatever whatever you can do to help spread the word we really appreciate it and we'll see y'all next week